Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Yud Gimel. We will begin, however, on Daf Yud Bet Amubet. We're starting on the narrow lines. Tanu Rabanan. Three lines before the wide lines. Tanu Rabanan, says the Gemara. Sha'ari Shona, the first hour of the day, Ma'achal Ludim. That is the time that the people of the town of Lud normally eat their meal. Right in the first hour of the day when the sun comes up, the people of Lud are eating their stuff. Now, the people of Lud are known as cannibals. Okay? Yes, they're cannibals. And they get very hungry. And therefore, they quickly eat the people early in the morning. Shashnia machalistim, the second hour of the day, that's the time when thieves eat their food. They also get hungry, they're up all night, and therefore they go to sleep uh, uh, in the first hour of the day, and they end up in the second hour of the day eating. Why are they getting up so fast? I'm not sure. Shlishit machal yorshim. Shishit is the time of, of that people eat if you are a wealthy uh, heir. Why? Because you get up early because you have nothing else to do, and therefore you don't have any work to do, you eat at that point. And if you eat machal polim, the fourth hour is the time of eating for workers. Hamishit machal hahamim. The fifth hour is when tamideh hahamim eat their uh, food. Shishit ma'achal kol ayom, kol adam, that's the ma'achal for all people. And that's how it works. Now, I, I just want to point out to you that in the olden days, they didn't have as many meals as we have today. And therefore, when they have a, a meal, it was a more serious item, a sit-down affair where you're lying down and you're having a full-blown meal. So nowadays, the guy has a bowl of cereal and he's eating it at a different time than they ate in the old, the old days. They're not considering a bowl of cereal or a quick Danish and a coffee, they're not counting that as a breakfast. They're counting a meal as you're sitting down, you're lying down, they're bringing your food, and they're eating your whole meal. So that, that type of thing, Tamid Haham would only have at the fifth hour, according to the score. And the, the sixth is the Ma'achal Kodam in the sixth hour, which is from, the, from, from hour five till hour six, would be the time when most people would eat, according to this. Ask the Gemara of Hamara Papa Zman Kolhi. If he eats man's without a call. I thought the Papa says that the fourth hour is the time. Here we're saying it's the sixth. El Epoch. If we eat Mahal Kod, I'm reasoning most people. Hamishit Mahal Paulim. Shishit Mahal Tabide Hahamim. Okay, so we switched it. Thank you. Says the Gemara. Mikan Vaelach Kizorek Evan the Hamet. Once you pass this time, to wait to eat till that time is like throwing a rock into a uh, into a sack. Doesn't do anything. That's only if you didn't taste anything in the morning. But as long as you tasted something in the morning, you had a drop of a breakfast. <laughs> And it's not a problem. It's not considered like you're throwing a rock in if you wait till after that time, if you had some kind of breakfast. So, 
over here clearly, you could see clearly what I just told you, that we weren't talking here about having a light breakfast, talking about having a meal. Because you see the Gemara is clearly differentiating between Ta'im Midi Mitzavra, which is our breakfast, and they're having a meal. Which, having a meal, would only do in the olden days at the sixth hour. Dirusai, well, Dirusai is the guys on the run, yeah, because remember that we, we spoke about Dirusai being the, a type of bandit. Here we're talking about most bandit. Dirusai was a particular type of bandit. Over there, Machal ben Dirusai was referring to the type of food that he liked to eat when he's on the run. Okay, we're, not talking, we're not referring to the fact that he, uh, he doesn't have a meal. He might have a meal as well. But when, he, when he's eating on the run, how does he eat his meat? That's what you were talking to. Okay. Could be, yes. So if Ashi says that the machloket that we have by edut, about how, like we said before yesterday, about how off a person could be by in estimating the time from the sun, we have the same machloket when it comes to hametz, where the person will do it. That's what we're talking about the whole page. That, that, that we were comparing the whole page of things. So what are you coming to tell us? This is a very interesting Gemara over here right now. So he says, Rav Ashi wanted to teach us the following Chidush. This Tirut that we answered to get out of the contradiction between uh, the rabbis is... A real good answer. Don't tell me that it was a machloket tanaim, which means you might have thought that the difference between the Mishnah in right now we we answered up the contradictions, and we, for example, in the page before where we were saying a person can make a, a, a difference between this many hours or that many hours, one could have just answered the contradiction by saying it's machloket tanaim. And say there's a machloka between the Tana of our Mishnah of Orla Basar and the Tana of the Mishnah of Sanhedrin. And then you don't need all these answers to make everything work out. We made everything work out. We gave answers to make everything work out. Another way out of the problem could have been to say it's a machloka Tanaim. And therefore, don't, don't give any answers. You don't need to. There's a machloka Tanaim. The Ravash is coming to tell you that the, our answers, which we just made up, we didn't have a tradition that the answers are right. We figured out logically our answers happen to be correct and that the there is no machloket tanaim and everything is the way we said. That's the chidush of what he said. Amar of Simi Barashi. Lo shanu ela b'sha'ot. That's only when you made a mistake by hours. If they make a mistake by one hour or two hours depending on what we said, that's only when one's they're both after Netzahama. But if one was one witness said the time was, of the murder was before Netzahama, and the other one says it was after Netzahama, then the Edut is Batel. So says, Hainami Pshita. That also is, is obvious, right? It's of, of course that we know that. I might have thunk. Maybe they're both saying the same thing, and really it was before Netzachama, 
He saw a ray of the sun, he's calling that Netahama. And he only saw a, a light. In other words, when the guy says it was after Netzachama, you might have thought that his, when he says the word after Netzachama, he meant during the Netzachama, during sunrise itself. By the way, sunrise is when the actual ball of the sun is visible, and that's giving you light. The way it works is the sun gives light even before it comes up. Before you could see the sun, there's already light all over the place. Okay? So, uh, when the, uh, you could see that if you're standing in a place where there's no buildings and you could see an actual ball coming up the horizon, that's exa- that time is exactly sunrise. Now we look at a calendar, we're in Brooklyn because you can't never see the ball coming up. There's always buildings over here, right? But if you, if you were out in a flat area, you'd be able to see the sun coming up. Uh, once the ball of the sun comes up, that's called Netzachamah. So we're saying here, maybe when the, one, if one guy says uh, this time, and one guy said, one guy says before the sun came up, the other says after the sun came up. It doesn't have to be a contradiction, because maybe the guy who said after came up is really when he said after, he meant at the time when the sun comes up, which means the sun ball's actually there, so it's really not so bright yet. And yet he's calling it that's what he's saying, but really in his mind he made a mistake and the ball of the sun was really down. And he was just made a mistake because he got some rays from the sun. And therefore, it could be that we don't have to knock them off. Kamash Chidush of the statement is no, even in that case, if a guy says before and afterwards, you do, you do, a guy wouldn't make a mistake like that, and therefore they are false witnesses, and we will kiss him. Okay? Beautiful. Amar of Nachman, Amar of. Halacha Kirbi Yehuda. The halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. Now, if you remember, it was Machok Rabbi Yehuda. What time was the Isur to eat chametz? Rabbi Yehuda had said that the fifth hour is the tole hour, an hour that you do not eat, but you don't have to burn yet. That was Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says, no, you, that hour was in the hour. Amal Rav Nachman, amor halacha Why are you saying halacha? Is like Yehuda, we have we should say the halachas like a mayor because I'll show you that there's a stam mishnah later on in the Daf which seems to go like a mayor. So why are you going like Yehuda? The Tanan, because we learned in the Mishnah, Kol Chol Ma'achil, as long as you can eat chametz, you can feed the chametz to your to your animal. So it sounds like that in the hour when it's asur to eat chametz. You're also not allowed to feed your animal, right? It sounds like you're comparing the two. Whenever you could eat, you could feed. It sounds like whenever you could feed, you can eat. And who's the one who says that? Rameir. So we have a stam Mishnah like Rameir. So why is Rav, Rav being quoted by Rav Nachman? Holding halachas like Rav Yehuda, he should say halachas like Rav Meir, because we have a stam Mishnah. He says, no, 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 no. Ha'i lav stamahu. You think that's a Stam Mishnah? It's not a Stam Mishnah. Mishum Dekasha. Because if it was a mayor, we would have a question. What was the question? He says, why, why, we, why does he say, Mutar Le'echol? The right, the right way to say it shouldn't be Mutar. Kol Sha'ashem Mutar Le'echol. 
Rather, the right word to say is kol shel ma'achil. Whenever you can eat, you can feed. And the language of mutar lechol sounds like as long as a person, as long as someone else can eat, then you could feed the animal. Not that I can eat. Mutar lechol, not I'm eating. Ochel is I'm eating. Mutar lechol means someone else is eating. So therefore we want to say, why? Because, because according to a mayor, if you're claiming that the mission is your mayor, there's no, no such thing as someone else eating. Everyone can eat at the same time. But if you remember, there was an opinion of Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel said in the Mishnah that there's a time when you can only eat, that you can't eat chulin, but you're allowed to eat truma. Right? So if so, the other people, that they're according to, which means you're not eating what someone else is eating, that's referring to Rabbi Gamliel explaining that well, as long as Kohanim can eat truma, that's when you can feed your animal. So during the fifth hour is referring to them. The fact, and therefore we know, welcome Harry, therefore we know and that's really what it's referring to and therefore the reason why I poskined like, the reason why I poskined like Rabbi Yehuda is because the Stam mission is not like Rameir, the Stam mission is like Rabbi Gamaliel. So Gemara comes right back and says, okay, so now that you figured out from the language that the Stam Mishnah is Rabban Gamliel, so why don't you say Lachaz like Rabban Gamliel? Right? <laughs> okay, beautiful. You admitted to me that the, that the, the Stam Mishnah is now Rabban Gamliel, so you're stuck, you should say it like that. You listening, uh, Harry? Let's go jump in. Yeah. Okay? We are now uh, a few lines down on Yudhim Lamaraf. Okay? Because he's he's the one who's in between the two opinions, right? Because when it comes to Chuma, he holds like Rameer, and by Hametz, he holds like Rebuda. Amalaya. So Rabbi Nachman answers, Rabbi Lav Machriahu, Tam He's saying his own opinion. And therefore, since he's saying his own opinion, he's not he's not being Machriah. He's saying his own opinion. Right. That's why he's saying that Al-Khaz is not like him because he's not a Machria. We thought we have to pass like him because he's the Machria. No, he's saying his own opinion. I don't know why they're not asking from the Stam Mishnah. But the, the Gemara is saying, the Gemara had thought that when, usually when one rabbi is a Machria, which means you've got Rabbi A saying one strong opinion, Rabbi B saying a Opposite opinion. You have another rabbi saying, you're right in this area, and you're right in this area, so we usually pass him like, them, like him. So in this case, we thought that Rabbi Gamaliel is like that, because he's sometimes saying like Rameer, and sometimes saying like Yehuda. Answer, the Gemara is saying, no, he's not a Machriya, since he's his own opinion, we don't have to go like him necessarily. That's answer number one. The reason why Rav holds, you're right, that is established like Rabbi Gamaliel, or or he is the Machriya. But we have another reason why we're going like Halakha, like Rabbi Huda. If you remember in our Mishnah Hari, there were three opinions. There's Rabbi Huda, Rameir, and Rabbi Gamliel about when you have to stop eating chametz. Mm-hmm. Either you have to stop eating chametz. The question is that fifth hour of the day, is it mutati chametz? That was the opinion of Rameir. Or Rabbi Huda saying, Tolin, you have a fifth hour. Of you can't, it's not that you can't, you can't eat, but you don't have to burn. That's Rabbi Huda. And there's a Bagamel who says that that fifth hour is good for eating truma, but not good for eating kulin. Okay. Now, Rav had said halachas like Rav 
Yehuda, the strict opinion that you can't do anything that fifth hour. You can't even have to burn, but you're not allowed to eat. We're asking why. So we're saying, The reason why Rav, Rav did that is because he's going like the following Tana. The Tanya we learned in the Bar On the 14th, it falls on Shabbat. You could get rid of everything. You get rid of everything before Shabbat. And you burn the Tirumat Timeot, Tiluyot, Vitaurot, and all Truma that's Chametz, you have to burn. Normally, you don't want to burn Truma that's Tahor. But here, Truma that you have when the 14th is on Shabbat, so on the 13th already, you have to burn also your Truma. And you leave from the Truma only what's Tahor. And enough pita bread from the truma to have two meals, the Friday night meal and the Shabbat morning meal. In order to eat truma till the fourth hour of Erev Shabbat when it comes out on Shabbat. Divrei Rebelezer ben Yehuda ish Bartota. That's the words of Rebelezer Yehuda from here, from Bartota. Sha'amar Mishum Rebishua. And he's quoting Rebishua. Amrullah, so they told him, Tarot lo yisrifu. Anything that's tahor, don't burn it all. Why? Even more than two sudot. Maybe you'll find some guests. You're going to save only two pitas from the truma, but maybe Kohanim will show up, and they could have. I could have fed the Kohanim who show up as guests my extra truma pita, and you made me burn it on the on the on the thirteenth. Right. So they disagree. Amalahem. So when Yehuda tells the Hanim. On the 13th, we looked for, for, for guests we didn't find. So it must have been extra. That's why we rent it. Maybe the reason why you didn't find them on the 13th is because they were outside of the wall of the city. But they were in the Tchum and you didn't find them. So he tells them back, according to what you're saying, he says, why do you tell me that I'm allowed to... We said there were three types of things. There was Tunumah that's Tameh, that anyway has to be burnt, no one could eat it. There's Tunumah that's Tahor, that you can really feed to a coin if you find it. And there's Tunumah Tuliot, which means we're not sure if it got Tameh. And that we also can't eat anyway. And we burnt that, you told me. So he says back to him, the same way you're, you're assuming, well, maybe um, a, a Kohen guest will come and you'll feed it. Don't burn it on the 13th. Say the same thing. Maybe Eliyahu and Avi will come. And he'll tell us, hey, guess what? That, that bag of pita that you thought well, you weren't sure about, it wasn't Tameh, right? And now you'll be able to eat it. So let's not burn that also on the 13th. The same way you're worrying about things might be happening, worry about this happening. The Anavi could come and tell us that's good. Right? We tell him, I'm the lowest of the rabbi, stay back. If they say you're right, we wouldn't be worried about the Anavi. But it happens to be we have a separate. Uh, guarantee that Leonavi doesn't come on Fridays. And we're talking about Pe'er Pesach that falls out on Shabbat. So, so, so the 13th was Friday. That's why he burnt it. Why? Because it's hassle for the Jews. So if we know he's not going to come, that's why we burn it. The halacha is that you only leave two sudot. Now, that's the end of this long brighter. Mm-hmm. That's a good 
they, they hold halakha. You, you, you want to know why they don't go like hamim? Is that what you're asking? Why we why why we passing halakha? I don't know. They figured it doesn't say why they have halakha. We know that Liam is not coming, so maybe there is a case coming. Better prove that case. Okay, let's see. Says the Gemara. My love, let's presume. I feel the echol. And we assume that we, when we said to go like we going like Rezabin Yehuda Ishbaratuta, we we th- we assume that means even not to eat, which means that if you go through the Brayta, he says that on the fourth hour you burn it. Now what does it say? It doesn't say that. It says, it says that you save the four pitas in order to eat it up to the fourth hour. So now that, that those words are telling. It sounds like a lezer ben Yehuda Ishbatuta, who we're holding like in this thing, is the rabbi holds that you can only eat up to the fourth hour. And if he held like a mayor, he would have said up to the fifth hour. Ah. Someone says, no. Amar Papa, Rabbi, lo, levair. When we said the halachas like this rabbi, yes, he holds like that. But we're not saying halachas like him for that. We're saying halachas like him regarding leaving two seudot. They have to get rid of everything besides two seudot. But we're not telling you how that the halachas like him about how far you could eat, right? So that we thought that was a proof. We're getting rid of that proof now. Okay, so that, that was the ibaytemi that we got rid of. Okay, says the Gemara. The av rebbe like the rav nachman. Even Rebbe holds like Rav Nachman. What does Rav Nachman say? Rav Nachman just said before, that Halachah is like Rav Yehuda, that you can't eat the tolin on the, four, the fifth hour. Why? How can you see what Rebbe holds like? Very simple. The Amar Rabin Barabada, Ma'aseh Be'adam Echad Shevkid Daskaita, Me'da'ah Hamet Etzal Biochan Chakoka. There was a, ra- a guy who left a big daskaya, a big uh, um, leather basket, full of chametz by Rav Yochanan. V'nukva Achbarim. And the mice made a hole in it. Uh, four in one pest control. Let me just make a little advertisement here for the four in one pest control. They asked us to advertise. And the chametz was coming out of it. And the, the, the mice were eating the chametz the hole. He came in front of Rebbe on the first hour of Erev Pesach. And he asked him, should he sell it? In order that the guy who left it by him shouldn't lose that money. He looked, the mice are eating it. We got to get this, get rid of this now. He said, wait. The second hour. He said, wait. The third hour. He said, wait. The fourth hour. He said, wait. He said, go sell him the shuk. Now, that sounds like that. As long as mutar v'hana, he says, wait, right? My love, let's assume the nochim. You're assuming that means sell it to a goy. Kirby Yehuda, and like a Yehuda, who's saying in the fifth hour, you're not allowed to eat it. No. Maybe he's talking about to, you should sell it in the in the fifth hour to a Yisrael, and he's only like a mayor, and therefore it's not necessarily a proof. That, that, who he holds like we don't know if because we, we don't know what 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 we're, what we're selling this chametz you're selling were you selling it to a Jew or you're selling it to a goy? How could you sell it to Israel? Why not? It's the fifth hour, according to your mayor, you could sell it. 
Well, I can give it to my animal. Right? Wait, Ramea holds you can eat the whole fifth hour. Right? So why can't I eat it? Okay. If you're selling it to a Jew, if you claim that this means sell it, it means sell it to a Jew, why would he say sell it? He would say you can eat it yourself. It's a proof that it's not going like a mayor. During, according to a mayor, you're allowed to eat in the fifth hour. Why wouldn't he take it himself? Right? It's someone else. Like, let him eat it himself. No. Since it's something that the guy left by him, if he eats it himself, it looks suspicious. You ate it? If you sold it for me and you kept the money, one thing. But if you ate it and you put aside money for me, maybe you, you cheated me a little on the money, that's not so good. So therefore, it's better to sell it than eat it yourself because of suspicion. Now we're going to go off and talk about suspicions. The Tanya, we learned in the Brighter, if you have a Gavait Sedakah who has no anim to give your copper coins to, copper coins uh, don't last so long. Uh, uh, an actual now our copper coins have zinc but the old copper coins were soft and they could get worn out and you could lose, they could lose their value so if you had a copper coin and the God bites the car doesn't have anim to give it to portan, you can switch them to, for, for silver coins in order that they should last and you give them when, when the anim come around inshallah mm-hmm. we should have this problem with no anim right? portan, you give them to you, you, you change the, the money you, you make change with someone else for silver with other people. But you don't take it yourself. You don't, say, you don't give your wife the copper coins and, and you put the, some silver of yours into the kupa. Why not? We'll see soon. And Gabay Tamchui, a guy who's in charge of food. There was a guy in charge of giving bread out to Anim. If there's no Anim one day, you bought more bread and there's no Anim to give it to. Mokran Lachim, sell to other people. Before it gets ruined, you don't sell. You don't uh, sell it to your, to your wife or your kids. Why? You have to be clean from Hashem and the Jews. The Jews have to feel like you're clean, and therefore never ever take anything for yourself from something like that because it looks shady. He says straight up. I heard him say, "Go sell it to a goy." Like a Behuda, and therefore, no, it, it's not true what you're saying that maybe he could eat it himself for a Jew like a mayor. No, I heard him say, go sell it to a goy. So, therefore, I know that Rebbe really holds that you're not allowed to eat it in that hour, and he holds like a Behuda. Okay. Amar of Yosef, Kiman Azla Hashmaita the Rebbe. Like, who does it go, the opinion of Rebbe in this opinion? Kirashbak. The following opinion goes like Rashbag. Now, we don't know what, what, what they're talking about yet because we didn't say what the opinion is. Let's see. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, if you leave fruit by your friend, even if they're going bad, don't touch them. Let them rot. Rashbag says, sell it with, at the price that Betin sets up. Because... It's like returning a lost object, according to Rashbag. This is Machloket. Should you sell the guys? You gave the, the food, the, wait, you gave the food to your friend and now it's spoiling, so sell so, it. So, 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 so one opinion says, the Tanakama is saying, do don't do anything. Right. The guy gave it to me, he didn't tell me to sell it. Why, 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 why let it rot? Because you didn't tell me to sell it, you didn't say anything. Uh, don't touch it. 
Now there's a machlok at why he says not to sell it. Some say that a person, maybe since it's my own personal produce, even if it rots and I only get 10% of what's left, Maybe I personally, I'd rather have ten percent that I worked on. I give you bread, and now like no, not bread. You give me, you give me apples. You give me a case of apples. So now I sell it, like because it's spoiling. Now you, I see it spoiling. Hold this for me. Now, okay, I hold it for a day or two. I'm wondering, you know, you're not, you're not backing. Do I have to sell your stuff? I oh, that's ta- so Tana comes. You have no right to sell the stuff. Right. How do you know what you want? Now, but as I see it's going, by the time you come back, there's gonna be nothing left. Maybe I should just sell it and keep the money for you. Right? Okay. okay. So Tanakama says, listen, he didn't say. Maybe he wants his, maybe he'd rather like, maybe these are the apples from his apple tree, and he'd rather have three apples from his apple tree than a whole case of apples from somebody else. Okay. That's one way the Gemara in Babaji does. And Rosh Barak says, no. The guy, guy wants apples. It's just like you, you, the guy wants, the, you're saving the guy's stuff. It's like you, you, you found the guy's stuff, you're saving it. Okay. Sell it. That's the Machloket. Okay? Good. That's Rosh Barak. So we're assuming that when Rebbe says that you're selling the chametz in the case before, he says that, the, the, that the, the guy left him, if you remember before, the guy left him with a leather thing of chametz, and Rebbe said to sell it when he got to the fifth hour. Why would Rebbe say sell it? Must be that he holds like Rosh Bag, that you're allowed to sell stuff. Amr Abai, so Abai responds back, no. We only said to sell it he says, <clears throat> when the rabbis say don't sell it, that's only when it's when it's uh, deteriorating at a normal rate, mm-hmm. the normal rate of deterioration. But if it's getting spoiled much much faster than normal, and therefore you have reason to believe that the guy who left it by you had no idea that it's going to get so spoiled. Then Mochran Batin, you should and everyone agrees you should sell by Batin. Right? Koshkin Hacha, definitely on Khametz. So we follow Rashbag on this. No, he's telling you no. Saying even the Rebbe, who even the Khachamim, who said don't sell, only said don't sell if it's a normal rate. But if it's a fast rate of deterioration, then everyone agrees you should sell. Okay, good. Now, if you have the case of Cham- Rebbe, when Rebbe said to sell the chametz on the fifth hour, there's no faster rate of deterioration than chametz in the fifth hour of the day. Oh, okay. Right? And therefore, even therefore, you have no proof yeah. that Rebbe is going like Rashbag. Rebbe could go like the Chachamim too, right. because it's chametz on the fifth for crying out loud. Right, right, sell it. Right, 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 right. Okay? Yeah. Good. All right? Say to the Gamri, it's going to be completely lost, and therefore there's no proof. Good. We're now at the two dots. Now, if you remember in the Mishnah, we said that Rabbi Yudah said that two chalot, there were two chalot of toda that they used to put on the, on the harabait, and when they had two chalot there, they knew that you're allowed to eat. When they took away one, that was a sign for everyone that it's time to not eat anything. And when we took away both, that means the time you have to burn. Right? That was the, the, mm-hmm. the Beit HaMikdash signal, signals that they mentioned in the Mishnah. It says the Tana Tana The Tana mentioned in front of Yehuda, the, the, the rabbi in charge of the Bryce is mentioned in front of Yehuda. He says, Al-Gava Itztaba. He says, where would they put the where would they put the chalot so everyone could see it? They would put it on top of a itztaba. Itztaba is a stand on, on Harabayit. Amalas, so he told him back, is he putting there to, to hide them? 
no one could see it over there. Why would he put it on the stand? Rather, it was on the roof of the gazebo. It seemed like they didn't have just a stand there. They had a place that you could sit on, itzma that you could sit on. And besides that, they also had a roof on top of that to keep it dry. So they put it on top of the roof of that itzma. That's where people could see it from. That's where they put the chalot. They had a double uh, Steve, a double itzdabas, back to back, surrounding the, the mountain. Tanya nami achi v'brayt like that. Also, harabayt Steve kaful haya. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, it's the boot of Anikrit. V'Steve the free Steve. He says that it's uh, a double one. Also, Steve, they, what, it's called istavanit. That's what the name they use for these double, double, uh, double porches going around the Shutarabim. What was this porch? Sorry, that's bigger. Was it the it was like a gazebo. It seems like a gazebo area that's going around the whole Harabayit. Okay. Be outside the Beit Hamikdash. Okay. On, on the wall outside the Beit Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. No, I Inshallah, one day we'll get there. We'll see it. Okay. Okay. Now the Mishnah says that if you, the, the the two chalot that they put there were pesulot. Ask the Gemara, am I pesulot? Why were they pasul? Why wouldn't you use regular ones? Amar Chanina. Because on the day of the 13th, there were many chalot toda on that day. Therefore, the rule is that the chalot toda become pasul, these chalot that come with the korban toda, they become pasul on the morning of the 14th. Chalot toda cannot be eaten after the next morning. Right? They can only be eaten on the day the rule of chalot toda is that when you bring a korban toda, you have to bring a certain amount of chalot, which are actually chametz. It's one of the few al chalot lechem chametz. You have to bring these things, and um, these chalot have to be uh, eaten on either the day we brought, we, we did it, which was the day of the thirteenth, or the night after the following night, which is the night of the of the fourteenth. Since they have to be eaten on one of these days, the next morning these chalot are already. Pasul, you know, no one's not eaten. So we use them as their signals. Okay, okay? beautiful. The Tanya went to the Brayta, and we to Matzot. You can't bring a korban toda on Chagam Matzot. Why? Because there's chametz included in it. Right? If a guy wants to bring korban toda, since you have to bring these chalot, which are chametz, and they cannot be made out of matzah bread, they have to be made out of chametz, you can't bring it on, on Pesach. Pshita, says, of course you can't. What, what do you mean? How can you bring korban? You don't have chametz, how can you bring it? We're talking about on the 14th day. He's now allowed to bring a korban, a, a korban toda on the 14th day. And the reason why you can't do it, because you're lowering the amount of time that you can eat the korban, the korban toda's chalot. Since the chalot are only edible for that day and the next night, right? So if you bring one on the 14th in the morning, let's say at a time, right in the morning when you're allowed to eat. They're still good, but you're limiting the amount of time that you can eat those chalot, right. and therefore he holds that you're not. He holds that you're not a limit of time since you make since you a normal uh, korban toda could be edible for a night and a day, and this one only has a couple of hours. Right. That's why you can't do it. Okay. So the Gemara says, "Kul So therefore, everybody would end up bringing it on the 13th, because everyone knows you can have another eight days that you can't bring. So people bring their todahs on the 13th. 
And since there were so many of these people bringing them, there were a lot of extra breads. And therefore, there was so many that got fasul, and we used them. That's why we're using those breads as the sign on top of the thing. Okay. Okay. He says, Rabbi Yanai holds that they were kashor, they weren't, they weren't pasul. Why were they pasul? Okay. So why we call them pasul? So the Mishnah, but the Mishnah says they were pasul. You know why? They're pasul because we never brought the, 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 the sacrifice for it. We never slaughtered the animal for it. The, the, the reason why they pasul, according to this opinion, is because they were baked for the korban tadah. And then you have to slaughter the sacrifice. Since no one slaughtered the sacrifice, that's why we didn't do it. It's not like, don't tell me they were pasul, meaning we slaughtered the sacrifice and they, got, they stayed too long. No, we never slaughtered the sacrifice. So therefore, therefore we, they, they didn't get kasher yet. So why do we, so we should, we should slaughter, right? Why don't we slaughter them on the, on the 13th to make them like that? I said, no, we're talking about, over here we're talking about ones that we lost the carbon for. Which means we set aside a carbon for the, we we, had, we baked the bread and we set aside an animal and we lost the animal. Everyone, everyone lost an animal. No, but we only need two. Okay. They're talking about two that we lost the animal for, and we use those to put in thing. We need to say okay, so bring another animal. Right. We we'll slaughter it. Set one right. animal. Yeah. Dama zet zutuda The case was that the guy says this is the court is the tuda and this is the lachma. If you lost the bread, you bring another bread. But if you lost the toda, you can't bring another toda. My tama, lechem glal toda, and toda glal lechem. The lechem comes for the toda, and the toda doesn't come for the lechem. And therefore, if you lose the toda, you're stuck. So Mar says, okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we make it have care? Well, the animal. No. Bread? The breads make the bread of care. If if the bread didn't become pasul per se, okay. it just was connected to a particular animal that got lost. No, I gave these breads. Okay. I said these breads and these animals, Fine. and then the animal got lost. Yeah. So now we're saying, okay, now we're, even though they're kosher, but we can't do them because we lost the animal. Right. So why don't we just mafke the bread, make it have care? Because you can't. You you set it on. You can't. You specify these breads. No. Which means, which means that you could, you could. Rede- why, why can't you redeem the bread with money and make the kedusha of the bread onto the money, and then you could do it? So el leolam the shchot alehem azevach. So where says you're right? Okay, they were talking about a case where we did slaughter the animal, and we spilled the blood on the mizbeach. Kirebi, but like Rebbe, Dama Rebbe, Shnei Devarim Hamatidim, Maalin Zeh Below Zeh. When you Rebbe holds that you're allowed to. Bring one without the other, and therefore, okay. therefore, you're allowed. You're not allowed to redeem it. The Tanya, we learn the Raita, If you have um, uh, lambs for Shavuot, you only make the bread holy at the time of the, sla- of the slaughtering. Kets has to work. You shech them. For 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 the sake of the of the tzibur, v'zalak etaman the shman kidesh alechem, right? Shachtan then you you make the bread holy, right? And you allow to eat them. Shachtan shalol the shman. 
if you had in mind that a different korban, then that doesn't make the lechem kadosh. And the lechem is holy and not holy. That's what Rabbi says. It's only kadosh if you do both. Okay? So therefore we want to say it's the same thing when it comes to Todah. According to Rebbe, it's enough to shecht it alone to make them holy. And that's why he says that the two lachme Todah were, were, were chalot, that we did slaughter the Zevach, we didn't, we didn't sprinkle the blood. Therefore, since we were Makadesh, the animal, Therefore, there's no way to fix it by, by redeeming it. So you ask the question, why can't we redeem it? No, you can't redeem it, because since you slaughtered it, you're stuck and you can't redeem it. says, no. If you accepted the blood of the Todah in a cup, and then it got, then you spilled it, you're supposed to sprinkle on the Zbeach, and then it got spilled, which is impossible to do. He holds like Shimon. He holds it's like it's already it's already sprinkled, and therefore, as soon as you accepted the blood, you don't have to say he holds like Rebbe. You can hold like a Shimon and say that once you accepted the blood, it's fine. Okay, but that's it. We're going to stop over here at the three lines before the bottom. Tana. Okay. Amen.